Hi, you're Thainsley Bullion and this is the weekly wrap on this day the 21st of October 2016. Australian dollars, gold sitting at 16.61 with silver at $23.03 with the Aussie dollar at 76.2. So this week saw both gold and silver slightly down on last week due entirely to a stronger Aussie dollar whilst the US dollar spot price rose. The week started with some more Fed talk, this time from the boss. Markets interpreted Yellen's comments as dovish and they'd keep that they'd keep rates lower than it needs to be in order to allow the economy to heat up, which in turn would produce their beloved but elusive higher inflation. There were a few economic data prints this week, none of them particularly nice. US industrial production contracted 1% year over year, the 13th straight month of declines and the longest non-recessionary streak in US history. The Empire Fed fell 6.8% versus a 1% rise expected and sinking to a five-month low. What was worse, it was led by continued deterioration in new orders and work week indicating more weakness ahead and persistent wage weakness. The wage weakness was reflected in the retail sales data which, whilst meeting expectations of 0.6% in September, the core control group rose only 0.1%, a quarter of the 0.4% expected, seeing the Atlanta Fed reduce their Q3 GDP estimate from 2.1% to 1.9% and the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index falling from 91.2% to 87.8% when a rise was expected to 918 Last night, we saw the Bloomberg consumer confidence fall to its lowest in nearly a year. Clearly, the American people ain't buying it. We saw US housing starts plummet 9% in September versus a 2.9% rise expected, the weakest since March 2015 and sending the year-on-year figure crashing by almost 12%, the most since April 2011. There was a glimmer of hope though, with building permits rising 6.3% versus 1.1% expected. The Fed's so-called Beige Book of Regional Economic Conditions from the 12 Fed districts repeated the now standard modest to moderate growth story, leaving the Fed without a clear foundation for a rate hike based on everything being awesome. But don't mistake all this poor economic data news as meaning the Fed won't raise rates in December. At some point they simply must or this bubble will they are growing will be all-consuming. Whilst them raising rates may fleetingly push down the gold price, there is a growing consensus that it will precipitate the overdue recession and then you could see gold truly soar. Besides, with Washington Times poll giving Trump a 77% win in yesterday's debate, he may well surprise again at the polls and the Fed's got a whole new problem. And gold, a whole new gust beneath her wings. Who knows? Only in America. Last night the ECB met and left their negative rates in 1.4 trillion euro QE program unchanged. They confirmed again they have not discussed tapering their QE, as was the rumour that helped smack gold and silver a couple of weeks back, but he did say nothing lasts forever. Just those last few words saw shares sell off last night, indeed the S&P 500 broke down through the 100 DMA line and now only 20 points off that magic 2116 we wrote about on Monday. Probably the biggest news of the week was the much-anticipated Chinese GDP print. Whilst always taken with a grain of salt, as most believe they tell us what they want to tell us, the market gave a collective sigh of relief when they miraculously, exactly, hit the expectations of 6.7% for the quarter, relieving fears of a hard landing. We wrote about it today, so won't go over it, but that 6.7% is courtesy of an enormous amount of debt stimulus, and the real test is what happens when they rein that in, as they say they will. After a relief rally on China and then stronger oil prices, 
saw the Australian dollar rise midweek. The weaker than expected Aussie employment data yesterday saw pressure on our dollar all day, helping gold and silver rise nearly 1.5% over the day. Employment dropped nearly 10,000 against a forecast of an increase of 15,000 off the back of full-time jobs falling by 53,000 and part-time jobs increasing by 43,000. The participation rate also dropped to just 64.8, seeing unemployment rate unchanged at 5.6% despite the drop in jobs. This came almost at the same time as Morgan Stanley report predicting 200,000 jobs would be lost on the end of the housing boom. They predict severe settlement risk on the forecast 160,000 apartments being completed through to the end of 2017 and that there will be a national housing oversupply of about 100,000 dwellings by 2018. We'll catch you next week and remember, balance your wealth in an unbalanced world.